Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, another absolutely packed book signing last night in Vero Beach. There were people up in the balcony. It was packed. <laughs> See some pictures on our YouTube account. Wow. It was just uh, unbelievable. Thank you to everyone that showed up for my book signing for a new book, Exonerated in Vero Beach, especially the guy who came from Michigan. <laughs> people drove over from Fort Myers. Paula took some pictures yesterday. Um, it was packed. Uh, you all have really been great. I can't thank you enough. I have a book signing again tomorrow, Saturday, 2 p.m., Barnes & Noble, Palm Beach Gardens. And what is it, October 4th in the Villages, Paula? Paula? Excuse me, yeah, October 4th, Barnes & Noble in the Villages. This is my last two. Um, you can also go to Premier Collectibles and get my book over there um, as well. So thank you so much. It's a great honor. Producer All Joe, right. how are you today? Well, Dan, it's Friday. So, uh, yeah. It is Friday. I'm doing well. Yes, it is Everybody Friday. does well on Fridays. Me, Joe, and I have had a very <laughs> long week. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. It's been crazy. We appreciate all your patience. Yesterday was our most listened to show ever. Um, thank so thank you. you so much. And I've got more on that today. Let me just lay out what we're going to do. We're going to cover the hearing yesterday and how sleazeball, slimy Adam Schiff, a broken jellyfish of oh. a human being, I mean, completely humiliated himself and the Democrats as another um, hearing attempting to destroy the presidency of Donald Trump imploded in their oh, faces. I got man. that first. I want to kind of pick up on where we left off yesterday about what they're really hiding with CrowdStrike and the Ukrainians. Ah. The Biden stuff's bad, yeah. but they're hiding something else. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> yeah. before yeah. the show is doing that was really funny. <laughs> I got John Solomon's revelations last night and a couple of other stories about the new rules, folks. So don't go All anywhere. Right. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Helix Sleep, the most comfortable mattresses. We would be lost without them. I got some good recovery sleep last night on my terrific Helix Sleep mattress. Why? Why are they better? That's important. Anybody can say that because they have a sleep quiz. It takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type, not some Joey Bag of Donuts guy, to a mattress suited for you. They can even split it down the middle for you and whoever's in that bed with you. Your spouse, whatever. You got another side of the bed where someone has a different preference? Fine. Helix Sleep will cut it down the middle. You a side sleeper, hot sleeper, plush firm bed? With Helix, there's no more guesswork, no more confusing, and no more, no more confusion, no more compromising. Helix Sleep is rated number one, not number two, number one by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's the most comfortable mattress me and my family have ever slept on. We have two here. We love them. Go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take the two-minute sleep quiz. It's easy. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life for the best price you're going to find. And for couples, Helix can split that mattress down the middle. Individual support needs for both sides. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's how confident they are. You know why? It's a great warranty. They'll back it up, but they don't need it because you're not going to send it back. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. That's how confident they are. Helix is offering up to $125. That's a nice savings off all mattress orders for our mattress orders for our listeners. Get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $125 off your mattress order. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. Yo. Super stoked about this show because yesterday was such a blowout. We had such great people coming over to the signing. You all left me uh, reinvigorated and energized. So yesterday at the hearing, what happened? We had the uh, committee led by uh, human sleazeball Adam Schiff. Huh. He brought up the director of national intelligence uh, regarding this uh, whistleblower complaint. It's not really a whistleblower complaint. It's a deep state operative wants to take out Donald Trump, uh, who leaked some information that was benign to the media to do Spygate number two, the collusion hoax number two. That's basically what happened. As I said yesterday, and I said on Laura Ingram's show last night, this was a professionally orchestrated hit. The leaks to the media in advance. The hyperbolic language, Trump made promises to a foreign leader. Mm -hmm. ah, the, the, the way the legal citations and the footnoting was worded in the, in the alleged whistleblower complaint, the way that they talk about the classification of the document, if it were to be classified later, this was a professionally orchestrated hit. Don't go anywhere because I'm going to show you exactly how this happened. But showing you what a but a completely slimy, sleazy, slime easy. That's my new word. It's a slime ball who's sleazy, a slime easy person. Adam Schiff is. Here is Adam Schiff making up completely, fabricating out of whole cloth, fabricating charges. 
that he says are in the whistleblower complaint, and he goes on later to claim he was just joking. It's real funny, Joe. Funny time yeah. now. Congressional hearings about impeachment. Adam Schiff thinks it's funny time. This reminds me of Joe Pesci, Ray Leone. Yeah. We'll get the Goodfellas reference. He thinks this is funny. Here is this slime ball, Adam Schiff, completely making this stuff up. Check this out. The essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country. Very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent. Understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him. Trust me. You know what I'm asking, and so I'm only going to say this a few more times, in a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. This is, in sum and character, what the president was trying to communicate with the president of Ukraine, it would be funny if it wasn't such a graphic betrayal of the president's oath of office. But as it does represent a real betrayal, there's nothing the president says here that is in America's interest after all. This guy's a drill bit. I think that's a compliment for him, Joe. Huh. I think you're being very generous. Thank with you, Daniel. Um, you understand he just made that whole thing up. Yeah. That what he just... Now, 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 why? Again, this has been covered on cable news, and I think the difference with our show is the why matters. We haven't said that in a long no, time. No, we haven't. Yet. We always explain the why. did he do that? Yeah. Well, obviously, number one, he has no character. He's a spineless jellyfish, but we knew that. That's not news. Adam shifts a sleazeball. We knew that, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Why did he do what he did? Well, two reasons. The actual transcript of the call between Trump and the president of Ukraine, where the Democrats allege that Trump sold the country out and was requesting information on his political opponents, which is not true. The actual transcript is benign. You may have a political judgment about how Trump conducts foreign policy, but there is unquestionably no criminality. And I'd make the case that what Trump said was totally appropriate. The corruption of Biden and the Obama administration with Ukraine is something we should be looking yeah. into. I'm not willing to forfeit that argument to people. So that's number one. He didn't read from the actual transcript and literally lied to you and the American people because there's nothing in the transcript that's going to indict or impeach Donald Trump. Nothing. Bingo. So he had to make it up. And he's a man of completely, completely devoid of character. He has no morals or ethics at all. He's not a broken politician. He's a broken man. He's not a bad politician. He's a bad human being. He is an unethical, awful person. I would not trust with my accountant, my kids, my car, my house, nothing. He is a broken man. But secondly, he did it for another reason. Mm. And this is the Democrats' tactics. The Democrats have a propaganda arm. It's called the mainstream media. They work for the Democrats. They work for them like sycophantic, boot-licking butt kissers. That's what they do. They're employed by them. That's what they do. They may not be physically taking money, but they sold their souls to them a law in a Faustian bargain a long time ago. The Democrats knew if Adam Schiff did that and lied about what's in the transcript, give us information, our opponent will shake you to whatever nonsense uh, sleazeball Schiff just spouted from his soup cooler. They knew that's what the media would pick up. There it is. That the media was going to portray that that's right. as what's actually in the transcript because they're bootlicking sycophants with not an ounce of integrity either. Folks, yep. as we said yesterday, and again, thank you for our most listened to show ever, the Trump-Ukraine call and the whistleblower who reported on the call, the original claims are false. There was no quid pro quo. In other words, deal cut, something for something. They initially stated Trump threatened to withhold military aid to Ukraine if they didn't investigate Hunter Biden. That is not in the call. That has been debunked. It is 100% false. 
Second, they said Trump asked for a favor to investigate Hunter Biden. That is not what he was talking about. The favor was to investigate Ukrainians' role in the corruption of the 2016 election. Thankfully, Trump asked for that. They made that up too. Finally, Trump told Zelensky, you need to talk to Giuliani. Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, brought up Giuliani, not Trump. So the three central tenets of their accusation, which we discussed at length yesterday, were entirely debunked. So Schiff made it up for a compliant bootlicking media to lap up like dogs and to throw that out there. Reminds me of that Batman movie with the, the Christopher Nolan, like dogs, like dogs. When that guy's <laughs> like talking dogs. about killing Bruce Wayne's parents, they begged like dogs, like dogs, like dogs. They're going to lap it up. Now, thankfully, Brad Winstrup, um, congressman Repub- on the Republican side. Oh, yeah. He came back and pretty much slammed and stuck it at Adam Schiff's face. So we needed one of these. So, so I don't want to leave you in a bad. Listening to Adam Schiff will always put you in a bad mood because he's a jellyfish, a spineless human being, and just a broken person. Here's Brad Winstrup, Republican, just dropping a bomb on Adam Schiff for this stupidity. Check this out. To withhold the information from you as the chair, this committee, or the Senate Intelligence well, Committee. I, director, I wish I had the confidence of knowing that but for this hearing, but for the deadline that we were forced to set with this hearing, that we would have been provided that complaint. But I don't know that we would have ever seen that complaint. Um, Dr. Wenstrup. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and I thank you, Mr. McGuire, for being here today. You know, I think it's a shame that we started off this hearing with uh, fictional remarks, the implication of a conversation that took place between a president and a foreign leader, putting words into it that did not exist, they're not in the transcript. And I will contend that those were intentionally not clear, and the chairman described it as parody, and I don't believe that this is the time or the place for parody when we are trying to seek facts. Nor do those that were involved with the conversation agree with the parody that the chairman gave us. And Unfortunately, today, many innocent Americans are going to turn on their TV and the media is only going to show that section of what the chairman had to say. But I'm also glad to know that many Americans have seen this movie too many times and they're tired of it. No! (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Hey, that guy last night, the book side, gave us cigars. We need need the cigar Ah. thing. We totally need the cigar thing. We need the cigar thing so bad right now. Man, talk about an owning of the libs. Nice job. Of course, these are owning of the libs thug life classes. We appreciate it. (laughs) I just wanted to play that to not leave you in a bad mood on Friday, knowing that there are people out there who are tired of this spineless jellyfish Adam Schiff and are willing to say so in front of the television. Devin Nunes, by the way, also did a spectacular job. I could play clips all day from oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, just smoking at him. He's like, hey, congratulations to the Democrats on their latest rollout of their latest fake news story. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Devin Nunes. Okay, uh, we got that. Now, I told you I would explain to you quickly here how this was an orchestrated professional hit. Let me set this up. I'm going to show you Adam Schiff's tweet in a second. Now, the date of the tweet's going to matter. And what I'm going to tell you is going to matter. This was a professional hit. This is not a whistleblower complaint. This was an inside deep state hit on Donald Trump. Folks, Adam Schiff has claimed repeatedly that he did not see the whistleblower complaint until just recently. Now, what is the today's date, Paula? September 26th or something? I don't even know. 27th. 27th. It's September 27th. So just, you know, I know liberals are listening. They have a tough time with facts and stuff. It's now September 27th, Friday. Adam Schiff is claiming up until recently, yesterday, today, this week, he didn't see the whistleblower complaint, had no idea any of this was going on. Remember what this is. It's a deep state alleged whistleblower who complained about a call Trump made in August to the Ukrainian president where he allegedly sold the country out to get information on his political opponents, right? That was the allegation. Schiff says, Joe... I didn't know anything about this until recently. Mm-hmm. Really? Check out this tweet from Shifty, uh, Jellyfish Shifty. Uh, the date on this tweet, by the way, is August 28th. You can see because Natasha Bertrand, uh, collusion, noted collusion hoaxer and uh, a formal deep, uh, steep state operative for Adam Schiff. Look at the date. August 28th, 2019. Quote Adam Schiff on his tweet. Trump is withholding vital military aid to Ukraine while his personal lawyer seeks help from the Ukraine government to investigate his political opponent. 
It doesn't take a stable genius to see the magnitude of this conflict or how destructive it is to our national security. By the way, he, re- he, he tweets, by the way, quote, retweets Natasha Bertrand, who says, breaking Trump has asked his national security team to review funding for Ukraine to ensure the money is being used in the interest of the U.S. Folks, what does this sound like to you? The collusion hoax. <laughs> part there. Part there. D-E-U-X. <laughs> this is Natasha Bertrand. Oh, Frenchie there on the other side. He's back. Folks. I told you, the Natasha Bertrand is one up there with Fusion Kendallanian. These are the lead collusion hoaxers. These are the the propagandist Pravda, yeah. uh, red state, and I don't mean red state like red Republican, red state advocates for the Democrat activists and hit job people in the deep state. Bertrand was one of the lead collusion hoaxers. Leaks. Her and Fusion Kendallanian and others. Ignatius at the Washington Post, where Intel people feed to them false leads. Schiff is conveniently quote tweeting a collusion hoaxer saying, hey, we're hearing rumors about this Ukraine stuff. Joe, they were just hearing rumors. Yeah, folks, it's obvious Schiff had the complaint early. Now. It's obvious it was a professional hit. This was being coordinated with the media who works for the Democrats, people like Collusion hoaxer and conspiracy theorist Natasha Bertrand, noted conspiracy. He's like a medal-winning conspiracy theorist. This was all coordinated. This was a coordinated hit. Now, again, adding some color to it, what should be done? Folks, that whistleblower needs to go up to the hill. Yes, sir. Get him up there. Get him or her up there. Get them up there. Get that whistleblower. Get him up there. And I have my suspicions, by the way, again, about who coordinated this whole thing. Working on some stuff there, too. So stay stay tuned. Who coordinated? This is not pretty. Get that person up to the hill right now. And let's see exactly who they spoke to. And when. Under oath. I want them under oath. When exactly did you speak to congressional staffers about this? Because Adam Schiff says he didn't see it until September. But he's tweeting out in August allegations that are only in the whistleblower complaint. Along with his deep state ally, propagandist and conspiracy theorist Natasha Bertrand. Sounds like a pro hit to me. Of course it's a pro hit because they're hiding something. Which I'm conveniently going to get to right now. You know what? Let me just stop a minute. Let me read this. We have we have uh, we have three sponsors today. Always great because I want to get this. I want to roll through this. I have some really good stuff, but we have some really terrific sponsors that love to talk to you. Be unfair to them, so uh, you know to, to rush through their stuff. So I really appreciate your patience, folks. Thanks you very much. I got I've got a really stacked show today. I promise. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by buddies at Policy Genius. Hey, September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people are not aware of that. In fact, most people aren't aware they need life insurance at all. That's why 40% of Americans don't have it. Bad move. But getting life insurance doesn't need to be difficult or even expensive. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years. Not two years, 20 years. And Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. We love Policy Genius in this house because it's easy. There's no hassle. Who wants to go through the hassle spending two, three hours on the phone? Policy Genius is the easiest way to shop for life insurance online in minutes. Minutes. Minutes, not hours. You can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius tape, uh, uh, excuse me, Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. All of it. And Policy Genius doesn't make your just life insurance easy. They can help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance too. If you need life insurance, but you just haven't gotten around to it, now's the time. It's National Life Insurance Awareness Month, and it's as good a time as any to get started. Go to policygenius.com, policygenius.com, policygenius.com. Get quotes and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policygenius.com, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Can't recommend it enough. Go check them out today policygenius.com. All right. Thanks again for your patience there. So getting right back to this, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was an explosive show, revelatory. We told you about a couple of things, how this whole scam whistleblower gates, really deep state gate, uh, how it's all an effort to hide something. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails, receiving a lot of emails from you all, and I really do appreciate it. Um, and some of them have said this, and you know, cause you emailed them to me, listeners, you said, 
Dan, they're not really hiding the Biden stuff. They're hiding the CrowdStrike stuff. I agree. I discussed that yesterday. I'm going to hit a little bit of that today as well. Another angle on what they're doing here. But they are hiding the Biden stuff too, folks. You know, let's not be ridiculous. Nobody wants a big scandal with Obama's vice president breaking during a 2020 election, regardless if if Biden's the nominee as well. And what I mean by that is some of your emails, I got a lot of them yesterday, Joe, said, well, this is being orchestrated by the Democrats, too, hmm. because they want to knock off Biden as the front runner. Folks, I totally, completely, 100 percent disagree with that. I'm, I think that's a faulty theory. Hmm. The Democrats, are, Biden is already losing. He has already fallen out of favor. He is a gaffe machine. Nobody wants a Democrat, the biggest scandal of the news cycle, to be focused on Obama's former VP as they're running and have to answer questions about it. Folks, I've got evidence for this. I'm not just throwing this out there because it's my opinion. Remember yesterday during the show, we played the Elizabeth Warren cut? Yeah. Where she's asked about the scandal, then she finds out it's about Biden and she automatically backtracks? Yeah. Kamala Harris, same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, none of these nominees are running in front of the microphone demanding an investigation of Biden. They know Biden's a, Joe. He's a he's a wounded political animal right now. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, they get it. And what's the what is that? Sun Tzu. You know, when the enemy's destroying himself, get out of the way. Right. Yeah, so everybody quotes Sun Tzu. Whatever. Like that. and that's probably not yeah. even Sun Tzu. They say Sun Tzu did everything. <laughs> they say Sun Tzu said, "Where's the beef?" During the Wendy commercial, <laughs> but they, they just get out of the way. Biden's collapsing now. Nobody wants a Democrat scandal. I, I again, I respect your opinion. I love your emails. But for those of you saying, oh, the Democrats want this too, I 100% disagree. But having said that, I do agree that the bigger scandal, and you know, my buddy 279, one of my good sources, he agrees too that this is about CrowdStrike, which Donald Trump brought up in the transcript we brought up yesterday. Now, I discussed CrowdStrike yesterday. Quick summation, CrowdStrike is associated with the Atlantic Council. Victor Pinchuk, a big, wealthy Ukrainian donor to the Clinton Foundations on the Atlantic Council. It's stocked with a bunch of anti-Trump um, and, and and actually former GOP people as well who don't like Trump. The Atlantic Council partnered up with Burisma, the company Joe Biden's kid went to work for in this what looks like to be a corrupt deal. You know, Biden seemed to be, uh, uh, you know, over in, in Ukraine at the time his son got the appointment to Burisma. I, I explain a lot of the um, connections in this web of people yesterday. But what I said to you yesterday is one of the angles of this that's been ignored is the Atlantic Council's ties to Pinchuk. And I think the Atlantic Council and the people involved uh, with CrowdStrike were the ones who, who were heavily involved in, in fostering this collusion hoax. Because I don't believe the evidence that the Russians hacked the DNC server is strong. Having said that, Pinchuk, Victor Pinchuk, remember the names. What else are they hiding? So I, I'm sorry for those of you who didn't list, you listen to yesterday's show, but if you wouldn't mind, check it out. I, I, I didn't mean to gloss over that, but I don't want to repeat the whole show. The bottom line is this. CrowdStrike was the ones that determined, not the FBI, that the Russians allegedly hacked the DNC service. That's the whole Russian collusion hoax, and that they gave the information to Trump later. If the Russians did not hack the DNC service, you understand the whole hoax falls apart? Yeah. The FBI never got the service. Yesterday, I explained this intricate web of relationships between people at CrowdStrike, um, Sean Henry at CrowdStrike, Bob Mueller, uh, who had worked for Bob Mueller, how um, Sussman at the DNC, uh, who was involved with with getting the information to the FBI and, 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 and referring the thing to CrowdStrike. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, they all know each other, these people. The Atlanta Council, Sussman. But one of the people who funds the Atlanta Council is this guy, Victor Pinchuk. I want to show you something. Because one of the theories we'd put out there early on about the Mueller probe was that the whole purpose of the Mueller witch hunt was to silence people, Joe. Silence people involved heavily in the collusion hoax and now the Ukraine actual scandal with the Democrats to get them to shut up. Mm -hmm. And one of those key people was Victor Pinchuk. So... Hear what I'm saying. Joe, I need you as the audience ombudsman. There is a Russian collusion scandal. It involves the Clintons and the Obamas. It involves the Clintons promoting Skolkovo, this Russian military intelligence theft project. The Clintons promoted the Uranium One deal. The fact that they use steel, who use Russian sources. All of the Clinton-Russian collusion and Obama-Russian collusion is real. It involves on the Ukrainian side, the Obama administration getting information through DNC surrogates who left from Ukrainians about Trump and feeding it into the FBI. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, 
when Trump got elected, they needed to cover their tracks. You know, you get tracks, you wipe the dirt clear. They needed to cover that. They were afraid people were going to start speaking out. So what did they do? The Mueller team went after people who were involved with the Clintons and the Democrats and tied them to Donald Trump. The answers are the, 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 they're everywhere. Vexelberg, mm-hmm. Oleg Deripaska. Yeah. And one of them is Ukrainian Victor Pinchot. By tying them to Trump, they can get these people to shut up. You don't believe me? Check out this CNBC piece. This is going to scramble your eggs here. Listen to this one. Mueller is reportedly investigating a $150,000 donation from a Ukrainian billionaire given to the Trump Foundation by Yen Ni Ali, Monday, April 9th, 2018. Who is that Ukrainian billionaire? Major Clinton donor and Atlantic Council board member where all these people sit, crowd strike, all these anti-Trumpers, Victor Pinchuk. Now, So let me get this straight. How about that? How about that? Victor Pinchuk. Ukrainian billionaire who was heavily involved with the Clintons and the Atlantic Council, where the whole DNC hacked by the Russians thing, crowd strike, all that stuff. All these people are are, are meeting through the Atlantic. They all know each other. Uh Right. Just to be clear, or if they don't know each other directly, they're all in this same sphere of influence. Right. Mm -hmm. This same guy, Pinchuk who has unquestionable ties to the Clintons. He's one of their largest donors at $25 million, their foundation. And who, as we said yesterday, the Clintons tried to distance themselves from when all this started to come out. Mueller's investigating him for $150,000 speaking fee to Trump? <laughs> By the way, no allegation of illegality at all. Every, I, I have speaking fees. People pay me to come speak sometimes. There's nothing unusual about that. Why would they do that? Folks, put your, as Miss Gilfeather used to say, God rest her soul, my fifth grade teacher, put your thinking caps on, boys. They're doing it to shut Pinchuk up. Pinchuk is a man who paid some money clearly to people in politics. Mm -hmm. Is he buying influence? I'll leave that for you to judge. Pinchuk doesn't want to be on the bad side of Donald Trump. So if someone came and talked to him about his operations, which I'm going to get to in a second operations with Hillary Clinton, someone had to shut him up. So what better way to shut him up than to send the Mueller team over and go, we're looking at your stuff for your payment to Donald Trump. He's probably looking like, for Donald Trump? What the hell are you talking about? I gave Hillary Clinton $25 million. You're looking at a $150,000 speaking fee? Shh. Vicky. Vicky, Vicky P. <laughs> Shh. Pipe down, buddy. Now, pipe down about what? Pipe down about what? Let's go to piece number two. I love using left-wing resources, by the way. It's so great. Because liberals will go, it's a conspiracy theory. Really? Newsweek? This is your guys. Rory Ross, Newsweek? Here you go. YouTube.com slash Bongino. You can see it for yourself. I'll read it for you. Don't you worry. Nothing pleases me more than using left-wing resources. Right. You get the point. Newsweek, Rory Ross, 4-18-2015. I'll even give you the time, 6-15 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. (laughs) Hillary Clinton's big benefactor has trade links with Iran. Oh, oh, really? Who? Who could that be? Hillary's big. I wish we had the thinking cap. I was. I said no. I don't want to say someone will send me a thinking cap. We get. So I appreciate who all send me. Get stuff. some tinfoil. Uh, we, we will. We'll get. We will. We'll get. The, let's put our tinfoil thinking caps on. <laughs> who would have suspicious ties to Iran? Who's connected to Hillary Clinton? Who's also deeply involved with the Atlantic Council? Who has connections to CrowdStrike that determined that the Russians hacked the DNC servers when we have had no hard oh. evidence of that? And by the way, he happens to be Ukrainian as they're accusing Trump of being involved with Ukrainians. Who could that benefit be? be well, let's go to the piece, a little portion <laughs> of the piece. I'll answer that question for you again from, from left-wing Newsweek, another propaganda outlet. Enemies of Hillary Clinton wanting to discredit her for her White House bid are likely to seize on news that one of the biggest benefactors to the Clinton Foundation has been trading with Iran and may be in breach of U.S. sanctions imposed on the country. Oh, isn't that cute? Ukrainian oligarch Viktor Pinchuk 
they give his age here. So 54, that's nice. Uh, has courted the Clintons for at least nine years in the United States, the Alps, and Ukraine. Earlier this year, he was confirmed as the largest individual contributor to the Clinton Foundation, whose aims include the creation of, quote, economic opportunity and growth. Yeah, yeah for the Clintons. <laughs> um, quote, yeah. listen to this part at the end. He... He also has links to the Tony Blair Foundation and represented its biggest single donor in 2013. Tony Blair, Ooh. Clinton friend, United Kingdom. What, the same United Kingdom who was sharing intel with the Obama administration about the Trump team, as we pointed out in that CNN article yesterday? That UK, that Tony Blair, that's right. that yeah, guy? Yeah, 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 that's right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Joe used to get to do voices on the radio show. Yeah, that sure. was his thing. Dude! It's the same guy. (laughs) Folks, let's pull it out to 150,000 feet here so we can look down on what's going on. Because I don't want to lose you in the wonkery. What is going on here? Exactly what happened with Spygate and the collusion hoax. The Democrats colluded with the Russians. We're getting information from Russian sources through Christopher Steele. Mark Warner, the senator, Democratic senator, was trying to foster a relationship with Oleg Deripaska. The Democrats uh, interfered in an election by getting information from the United Kingdom and others about a political opponent, Donald Trump. And basically, folks, just took all that information I just said and swap out, go reverse the tape and just uh, edit it, folks, and swap out. I'm just kidding. Swap out Trump for the Democrats. That's what they did. They said Trump did everything they did. That's all they did. Because why? Because the bootlicking sycophants and the Pravda media will run with it. Yes, Trump did it. Do you have any evidence? That, no, no, but the Democrats said it's true. Oh, okay. You understand this is the same thing. Victor Pinchuk and his operations with the United Kingdom and his donations to the Clinton Foundation, while simultaneously potentially violating the law with his business with Iran, was a Clinton scandal in Ukraine. And all they do is plug Trump's name in. Now, dial this back. Why was this a premeditated, calculated, professional hit on Trump? Folks, Whereas the collusion hoax was invented out of whole cloth by Steele and Simpson in their dossier, they didn't have anything on Trump in Ukraine. They tried it. So remember what I'm talking about here. The Democrats collude with the Russians. They want to say Trump colluded with the Russians to hide their malfeasance. So they make it up in the dossier. Copy? Mm -hmm. The Democrats unquestionably have major scandals in Ukraine. Pinchuk. The Clintons, Biden, corruption with Alexandra Chalupa and the DMC, DNC, Lashenko from Ukraine, the MP, giving information to Nelly Orr, Fusion GPS. They replaced the name. Trump did it. They have nothing, Joe. Mueller tries to fabricate that charge through what? The Victor Pinchuk piece we just saw, where they investigate Pinchuk for a speaking fee to Trump. Where does that go, Joe? Nowhere. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. They can't even make anything up on that because there's nothing even remotely illegal. So, Joe, they sit and they wait. They wait it out. The deep staters, the fraudsters, the inside baseball fake whistleblowers, they wait like snakes ready to pounce. What were they waiting for, Joe? The Ukrainian election. They know there's a Ukrainian presidential election and they know who's going to call when the election's over. Trump. Of course he's going to call. Yeah. Congratulate him. And they wait. And the minute he opens his mouth about Biden talking about the president and Ukraine, the corruption, we know they were involved in over there, the Democrats and the Biden family, right? Yeah. The minute they do it, a phone call undoubtedly huh. in my mind goes over to Capitol Hill staffers for these sleazeball Congress people and senators and says, we got them now. Dano. 
We got him now. It reminds me of the time he for, for Flynn. Remember? Let's wait till Flynn goes on vacation. Who comes up with this yes. stuff, dude? Yes. Yeah. Beautifully stated. Mike Flynn goes over to the Dominican yeah. Republic. Conveniently, Obama kicks out these diplomats <laughs> when he's there. Mike Flynn calls the Russian ambassador. We got him. Wow. Folks, this deep state crap is real. You can gaff it off all you want. Yeah. Don't care. I'm here to report what's happening, not what you think is happening. This was a professional orchestrated hit where they were waiting on that call and it was immediately turned into a leak and a fake whistleblower scandal. Because why? They have to erase Hillary's ties and Biden's ties and the Democrats' ties to Ukraine and replace it with Trump. And everything they tried before, including tying Trump to, Trump to Pinchuk, didn't work. Now, why was Pinchuk? What's going on with Pinchuk and Iran and what are they hiding? Again, they're hiding a lot of stuff. Hmm. Biden... Ukraine and the DNC. I don't want to make this out just one thing. I'm just trying to tell you how deep the Democrats' quagmire is with Ukraine. Folks, there's a list we keep. By the way, this that Newsweek piece will be in the show notes today. I hate to give them the clicks, but you need to read it. Because it's a left-wing resource you can use against your liberal friends who go, that's a conspiracy theory. Really? A Newsweek conspiracy theory against the Democrats? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Dopes. <laughs> Down a little further in the piece, I'm not going to put it out. I just want to talk through it. I didn't send it to you, Paul, so don't worry. <laughs> Paul's probably like, you didn't send it. I want to talk through this because I want, you know, I want you to listen so you understand what Hillary's involvement in Ukraine is. This guy, Pinchuk, owned a steel company called Interpipe. Interpipe sold some of this material to Iran for over a million dollars. Why does that matter? The allegations are, or were at the time, that the sale from Pinchuk's company to Iran, Joe, violated specific U.S. sanctions against that deal. You are not allowed to sell that kind of material for an invoice over a million dollars to Iran. The invoice was over a million dollars. There is a list then, Joe, compiled by, oh, we'll get to that in a second, mm. a list of companies that violate these sanctions that gets maintained then by who? The U.S. State Department. Who was run at the time of the sale by who? Oh, Hillary Clinton. And mysteriously, Pinchuk's company, despite credible allegations, they should have been on the list for violating those sanctions, mysteriously disappears. Who manages the list? Hillary Clinton. Reminds me of the recruit with Colin Farrell. Remember that CIA movie? The knock list. Get the knock list. Where's the list? Why isn't Pinchuk on it? You think it had anything to do with his $25 million in donations to the Clinton Foundation? No, no, no. Of course not. No? Joe, don't be silly. Come on, guy. Oh, man. Stop, Joe, with your conspiracy theories. Right. Stop it. I was just thinking. Driving the audience crazy with your silly conspiracy yeah, I'm sorry, guys. A lot of people at the book signing asked for you again last night. One Thank time, you. we got to make a guest. Next book, I'm going to have you out at one. Right. We could like do a remote brunk. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll do a show beforehand. That'd be a lot of fun. Folks, let me just say, because I got a lot more to get to. Um, again, this is Collusion Gate, Spygate, Hoaxgate Part 2. The Democrats, as Tucker Carlson, Carlson beautifully said, the virtue is the sin. They claim to be virtuously combating corruption by Donald Trump in the Ukraine. What they're really covering is their mortal sin of their deep involvement in Ukrainian corruption. Now, I know Joe is the audience, but Paula, did that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Share that everywhere. That's what they're hiding. Okay. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. We love ZipRecruiter. Folks, listen, it's really tough to hire. You know, we're always looking for people. It's hard. You get resumes, you get emails. Some people are qualified. Some people are overqualified. Some people are underqualified. You wind up spending all of your time reading through bevies of bevy of emails. You don't have time to do it. That's why we use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO, 
Uh, Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he's having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. Smart move. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you, saves you time. Efficiency matters. ZipRecruiter. These are the kings of efficiency. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. Rapido. Fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter, said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. Gosh, how much efficiency. Great. You need that. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You don't want to spend weeks, even months looking for qualified people. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. My last name, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. We really, really appreciate you supporting our sponsors. These are great companies. They want to talk to you. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Check them out. Don't waste any more time. Okay, moving on. Johnny Solomon hey. dropping a few bombs last night on Hannity. Man, did he? Uh, he did not disappoint. No, he was on Sean's show last night and just dropped a a tactical nuke on the battlefield. By the way, people, even, I know the difference between tactical nukes. I get it. I just like the term because it's. I know what they are. Some people email me like, you know, the tactical nukes are the smaller battlefield. I get it. I get it. It's just a line. Okay, here's a piece in the hill at the show notes. Listen, there are rarely must-reads. There are a lot of should-reads. This is a must-read up at the show notes now. John Solomon, the one secret memos cast doubt on Joe Biden's Ukraine story. These one secret memos. So what happened last night? I just got done telling you, and I'm going to motor through this quick because it's, it's easy to explain, a little easier than the Hillary Clinton Ukraine angle. The Democrats, I agree with your emails, are covering a lot of things in Ukraine. They're covering up Biden, they're covering up Hillary, and they're covering up the Ukrainian collusion with the DNC to give the Manafort information to the FBI. They're covering all of that. Lashenko, Nelly Orr, I get it. But the Biden angle is important. And no, I don't agree that the Democrat candidates for president want this out there. So, so you understand the story. It's simple again. Biden's kid gets the job at Burisma, the natural gas company, after Biden travels to Ukraine in 2014. It's a lucrative million-dollar thing, $50,000 a month, as Biden's in Ukraine actually talking about natural gas, among other things. The investigation starts into that deal right away. It sounds corrupt, smells bad. Um, Biden then uh, get, tries to get the prosecutor fired. Matter of fact, does get the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, looking into that Burisma deal fired. Okay, simple, right? Biden's kid gets a sweet gig. Ukrainians look into it. Biden demands the guy looking into it gets fired. That is the scandal. All right. Now, Biden's story is this, Joe. Biden's story is no, 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 no. We just wanted the prosecutor looking into my kid's sweetheart deal fired because he was a really bad guy. And to boot Uh those cases against my kid, Joe Biden, Uh against Hunter, had already concluded by the time I made these demands. And the verdict is in. That is colossal BS. All right. None of that is true. So from the excellent Johnny Solomon's piece, please read the link in my show notes. It is well worth your time. Let's go through John's talking points here. John has documents, unlike Joe Biden, from the Ukrainian government and others showing that that Biden story is complete, total BS. Let's go to takeaway number one. Burisma... The company Joe Biden's kid Hunter works for in this $50,000 sinecure he has. Burisma's own lawyers. Remember the cases that hold that up for a second. Biden's saying that they wanted the prosecutor looking into his kid fire because he was corrupt, not because it had anything to do with my kid. Uh, here's from the piece. Eh, wrong. For instance, quote, Burisma's American legal representatives met with Ukrainian officials just days after Biden forced the firing of the prosecutor and offered. Listen to this, folks. Quote. An apology for dissemination of false information by U.S. representatives and public figures about Ukrainian prosecutors, <laughs> according to the Ukrainian government's own memos of the meeting. The effort to secure the meeting began the same day the prosecutor's firing was announced. Uh, 
So Biden's story, story A, the lie, Joe Biden. This was a corrupt guy. We wanted him fired. It didn't matter. He was looking into my kid. The actual lawyer for Joe Biden's kid's company. Hey, we're really sorry we lied about the prosecutor in that thing yesterday. My bad. (laughs) Nelson Muntz moment. What did they think? The Ukrainian government in this meeting wasn't taking notes? Joe Biden's story is a lie. The lawyers for Hunter Biden's company have already admitted they lied about the prosecutor. Don't worry, Natasha Bertrand and collusion hoaxers. Nothing to see here, Joe. Mm -hmm. Nothing to see here. Don't you worry at all. We have a carpet here. Sweep it under. Takeaway number two, the deuce. This one's a beaut. They actually try to set up these lawyers' meetings with the Obama administration. Listen to this one. In addition, Burisma, again, Hunter Biden's company for for his cutie pie little job there. 50K a month. In addition, Burisma's American team offered to introduce Ukrainian prosecutors to Obama administration officials to make amends, Joe, for lying about their prosecutor, Ah. according to that memo and the American legal team's internal emails. Holy Moses. Not only are they admitting to lying about the prosecutor, Ah. Joe Biden's people. Now... Lawyers for Hunter Biden's company are brokering arrangements to meet with the Obama administration. What the heck are Burisma lawyers doing setting up meetings with our White House? They work for us. To make amends for what, Joe? (laughs) Amends for lying about Shokin, the prosecutor. Oh, he was fired because he was corrupt. No, he was fired because he was looking into your kid. Amends? What do you have to make amends for? If he was fired because he was corrupt, what amends for what? Liars. Don't worry, media people. There's nothing to see here. Nothing at all. But Trump was going to build Trump Tower in Moscow. Yeah, yeah, that's the real story. Total imbeciles. Takeaway number three. This one's a doozy, too. The Giuliani thing. I love this. Because remember, their thing is, oh, Trump sent Giuliani over there. You got number three? Here we go. Quote, Ukrainian prosecutors said they have tried to get this information to the DOJ since the summer of 2018. Oh, really? Fearing it might be evidence of possible violations of U.S. ethics laws. Wow, isn't that fascinating, Joe? Mm. First, they hired a former federal prosecutor to bring the information to the U.S. attorney in New York who they say showed no interest. Wow, shocker. Deep state DOJ swamp rats aren't interested in any Biden corruption. Yeah, listen to this last line. Then the Ukrainians reached out to President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Wait, wait, that's not what they told us, Joe. The Democrats told us Giuliani initiated all of this. Mm -hmm. That's what they told us. So now we know the real story, that the Ukrainians smell a rat here and a potential criminal case against the VP's kid They go to prosecutors, swamp rat DOJ type, say, we're not interested. And then they reach out to Giuliani to try and clean up this corruption. But yeah, Joe, you're right. This is all a Trump skin. Yeah. Yeah. Dopes. Photo four. I call them photos because I take screenshots. Screenshot four. John Solomon's piece. The investigation, ladies and gentlemen, was not closed. Keep that up there. Remember Biden's... Joe Biden's lie. Oh, by the time I demanded the prosecutor looking into my kid was fired, that case had already closed looking into my my son's company, Burisma. No, eh, wrong from the piece. Shocker, Joe. Some media outlets have reported that Evergreen, by the way, that's uh, some media. They should say some (laughs) Pravda hacks have reported that at the time Joe Biden forced the firing in March of 2016, there were no open investigations. Those reports are wrong. Again, Evergreen, folks. Evergreen. A British-based investigation of Burisma's owner was closed down in early 2015 on a technicality when a deadline for documents was not met. But the Ukrainian prosecutor general's office still had two open inquiries in March of 2016 when Biden's demanding the prosecutor looking into this case be fired, according to the official case file provided to Solomon. One of those cases involved taxes, the other allegations of corruption. Burisma announced the cases against it were not closed 
and settled until January of 2017. I know, Libs, you can't do math and follow basic numbers, but Joe, last we haven't, you know, someone brought up Jay Zabacus last night. We haven't spoken about him in a oh, while. Oh, yeah. You don't need, do you have Jay Zabacus? Uh, yeah. There it is. Okay, I want you to do some simple math. A guy named Jay sent us an abacus a long time ago for you, a renegade Republican listeners. Okay. So, Joe, I want you to do simple math for me. This is very, very, well, actually, this is maybe a little bit complicated. Get the abacus out. Here we go. I want you to make, I do a subtraction for me, and I want you to tell me, January of 2017, Mm -hmm. I want you to subtract that from January 2016. How many, is that, how many years is that? 10, 20, or one? Get Uh, the abacus. I know this is tough. Is that one year, 10 years, or 20 years? I know, that, think about it. It's hard. Don't get this wrong. That's one year. That's one Thank year. Thank you. I'm glad we have this. Is it? Wait. Yeah, I, I know we have the I, thank I, Jay. Uh, I know you're. Thanks, Jay. Thank you again for the abacus. We're introducing we Jay's this. abacus to our new listeners. But having said that, Joe, yeah. that there's a second part to this question that's very difficult. Oh, man. Now, you can call in a lifeline if you need. I know it's a one year difference between January 2017 and March 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is January 2017. After or before March of 2016, call a lifeline if you need. Take your time. 17, 16. I'm going to take a guess and say it's it's after, Dan. Um, yes! <laughs> ding, ding! The verdict is in. Armacost right. is correct. So we now know, thanks to Jay's advocate right. and brilliant Joe Armacost, that Joe Biden claimed the investigation into his son was closed when he demanded the firing in March of 2016. But Burisma themselves and the official Ukrainian case files show in January of 2017, after, as Joe beautifully stated, oh. those cases were still open. Media people, don't worry. Don't you worry about the truth. Nope. You just whoosh, right over your melons. <laughs> don't you worry. Whoosh. Give the side view. My horrible profile from my broken nose. I got punched by my brother once in sparring for a training for a mixed martial arts thing he wanted to do. He broke my nose twice. Remember that, Paula? Paula comes downstairs. She goes, uh, I said, I think we have a problem. My nose is bleeding. My nose was like here on the side of my face. She goes, uh, yeah, you got a problem, dude. Like, you want to move that thing straight again? And what did I say to you? She goes, I think you should stop now. I'm like, no, we got two more rounds. Remember that? She's like, my gosh, are you an idiot? I went two more rounds. I couldn't smell for like six months. I'm not even kidding. My nose was so broken. It was oh, so bad. Man. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs> Let it coast right over your silly little heads. The investigation was closed. Yeah. Okay. Just start selling Jay's. Jay's. Was oh. there a plural for, is it abacuses or abacai? Abacai. Or something like that? <laughs> we should start selling them to media people who can't do basic math. All right. One more takeaway. And then I, I, you know, I get two quick stories. I'm going to run. Okay. So Shokin, the prosecutor who Biden wants fired is looking into his kid. They said he was corrupt and he was told he was fired because of corruption, not because he was looking into his kid Eh, from the Solomon piece in a newly sworn (laughs) affidavit prepared by a European court. Shokin actually testified that he was fired in March of 2016. And he was told the reason. And the reason was that Biden was unhappy about the Burisma investigation. <laughs> oh. Quote, the truth is I was forced out because I was leading a wide ranging corruption probe into Burisma Holdings, a natural gas firm active in Ukraine. And Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was a member of the board of directors. Shokin testified in a sworn affidavit. Again, media folks, don't you worry. Let's focus on the Trump Tower in Moscow. Uh. What Trump Tower in Moscow? Exactly. The one that doesn't exist. That's the real conflict of interest, right? Ah, oh, son of a biscuit. With some of the, <laughs> son <laughs> of a biscuit. Well said, my friend. Yes. All right. Uh, you get that. Let me just tie all that up for you now. Dems are hiding their Ukraine collusion. Dems are hiding Hillary Clinton's Ukraine involvement. Dems are hiding a devastating scandal on Biden. You now know the truth. Biden's lying. And shifts a sleazeball. That, I just want to throw that oh, in. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to leave you with some just some good stories because I know it's been a kind of a depressing week with all this nonsense oh, and all this stuff. But I have I titled these the new rules stories. Remember the new rules, yeah. right? We win, you lose. We're done playing nice, okay? You want to use Alinsky rules? We'll use them too. I am done with the nonsense. We're now in battlefield morality. You want to destroy us, we're going to fight back. Again, we'll leave the sicko violent stuff 
for you lunatics on the left, the anti-First Amendment Antifa people. But we are going to fight back using political tactics you use on us. Don't care at all. So here are some of the new rule stories. Here is a guy I absolutely adore. Tom Homan up on Capitol Hill yesterday. Tom Homan is the best. Disclosure, I know Tom, not that it matters, but you know, whatever. Tom's up on Capitol Hill testifying about immigration and he just lights Congress on fire. Check out this cut. This is great. And we wonder why ICE agents are being attacked, our facilities being shot at and being burned down. We wonder why spouses and children of border patrol agents are bullied in schools and churches. Last hearing, I was called a racist and a bigot because I enforced the laws that you enacted. If I'm a racist and bigot for enforcing the laws that you enacted, what's that make you? You wrote the law. Wait, wait. I, I hate to make a return. Of, but, oh, oh, I love this guy. This is my new man, Panion. I love Tom Homan. He needs it. You know what, Tom, If you, I know you, you may watch the show sometimes. So can I send a pair of these to you? I want you on Capitol Hill. After you do that next time, I want you to sit back like this. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'm a racist for enforcing the laws. You idiots wrote them. Oh, we got this. Thank you. Uh -huh. Paula. Paula was nice enough to bring in a cigar. Hold on, folks. I don't back it away from the oh, mic. There we go. This is, we got a guy who was nice enough to bring some stogies. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> this is all we want. This is what we want. And Holman, I'm sending you a cigar, too. And thank you to the listener who gave us a cigar last night. And Paul just said... <laughs> thank you, Paul. That was your finest moment doing the show. Really. I need to get Joe a cigar, too. Okay, I'm not done with Holman. So... Uh, the, the chair of the committee, and by, this is what I mean by new rules. When I, I open this is the new rules segment. New rules. We are going to fight back viciously against these people now. You want to accuse us of being racist? You're the real racist. Now, Homan, who gives exactly zero about any of this crap, after they accuse him of being racist, the chair tries to attack him again. Uh, Representative uh, is J Jayapal. And Homan is having none of this. Watch how this ends. This may be a triple thug life glasses for the first time ever on the show. Listen to Homan. Shut that down. This is five stars. Check this out. Mr. Homan, we have this, this approved is a, this is, this is an agreement between the Republicans and the Democrats with the ranking member. We increased the time of one witness, uh, one uh, member of Congress who was interrupted by a protest. That is done with the approval of the ranking member. Please respect the chair's authority. The I respect the chair's the authority, but the chair... Mr. Holman! The, the, you Excuse work for me. me. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. You work for me. <laughs> Triple hug life glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I love Tom Holman. Yes. You work for us. We don't work for you. You may have new rules. That should have been old rules as per the Constitution. You work for us. I love this new testifying up on Capitol Hill. Corey Lewandowski, Tom Homan model. And nah, nah, we're not there to, to, to plant one on your cabooses. Thanks, but no thanks. Finally, last story. This is a great one. So new rules again. The media wants to dig up old tweets from people's past and, you know, dish on them and destroy their lives. So we had this story at National Review about this guy, Carson King. He put up a Venmo sign at a game, wanted to raise money for beer, raised a million dollars, donated to a hospital. So, of course, the hack lunatics in the media, what they want to do at the lunatic Des Moines Register, they wanted to destroy the guy. You know, Joe, God forbid you donate a million dollars to a hospital. You can't do any yeah. of that. So some uh, report, fake reporter... Um, you know, full-time spineless jellyfish. Maybe he's related to Adam Schiff somewhere down their genealogical line. Maybe they should do like a, one of those gene testing things there. This guy by the name of Aaron Calvin, uh, this reporter thought it'd be a good idea to go dig up this uh, Carson King, donates a million dollars to charity, uh, dig up old posts from when he was 16. Because as you know, Joe, what we say at 16 is always indicative of what <laughs> we think at 20 and 30. Sure. Well, yes, it is. And the Des Moines Register... Yeah. These clowns are like, well, we do that for everyone. 
we dig up their social media. You do? Well, that's shocking because we dug up some tweets. They were all over the internet. I got them off the internet. Here are some tweets from Aaron Calvin, the reporter. Ouch. (laughs) F the NYPD. Let's go to the next one. This is the reporter writing about the guy's old tweets, by the way. There's another doozy here. We got quite a few of these. Put up the second one. Too many of these N-word as be made nowadays. Oh my gosh, that was my phone. My pool's in the... Don't pardon my French. Yeah, leave that in. Next, I just got hit on by Tori Amos' makeup guy. Never talk to strange gay men. Now, Aaron Calvin, in new rules, ladies and gentlemen, what happened to poor Alvin? Here's the Des Moines Register's statement on poor old Alvin. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, whatever his name is, Aaron Calvin Malvin Halvin. We hear you. You're angry. And here's what we're doing about it. Carol Hunter, the Des Moines Register. Well, what'd they do about it? Yeah, they gave uh, Harold Malvin, Aaron Calvin, Malvin Calvin. Uh, He got the boot. Quote, that reporter (laughs) is no longer with the Register. Not quadruple, quintuple, Doug Langford. Good job. Nice work. You want to start digging up our past? We're going to dig up your slimy past too. New rules. We win. You lose, sucker. You're out of a job now. Have a nice weekend, chump. All right, folks. That was a busy show today. Sorry, we're going to have a few edits. Totally my fault. Uh, Some of you may catch that jumping around a little bit. I messed up a a clip I had to send to Joe. So they tell you, TV, don't ever mention this. No, sometimes we mess up. Totally my fault. But thank you for everything this week. Thank you. I mean it. You all are the most loyal, greatest audience ever. And I, I'm, I can't say that. I'm not even being hyperbolic. You made my life so great. You're, you're showing up at the book signings. The guy from Michigan, Yvette from Staten Island, the Fort Myers family last night, drove three hours. Thank mm. you for making my book number two on Amazon, Exonerated. Um, you all are really wonderful. And uh, have a great weekend. Don't miss me on Tucker tonight for the news explosion. I really appreciate it, folks. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week. Take care. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.